You're listening to a sermon originally recorded by Schweitzer United Methodist Church in Springfield, Missouri. Check us out online at sumc.co. And if this sermon blessed you, be sure to share it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening. Now, on to the message. Romans, chapter 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry and ministering, the teacher and teaching, the exhorter and exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Boy, I tell you what, after that choir anthem and that text, if we only had a preacher, we'd really be doing something this morning. But I'm going to do my best, and it's my fun task today to talk with you just for a while about Schweitzer. 
And for many of you, as I offer these descriptions of Schweitzer Church, these are going to offer very little surprise because you already know who we are. But for the guest or for the person that's newer to the church, I hope this is a, a wonderful introduction to the heartbeat of, of what Schweitzer is about. And so I'm going to offer five descriptions of what I think is the essence of, of what we are and who we are as Schweitzer United Methodist Church. As I do that, uh, we're going to first talk about Caring Hearts. This is a congregation that's been a loving church for, for many, many, many decades. Uh, it's a church that continues to enhance and to grow in that spirit. Over the past uh, year, we have had um, between 400 and 500 parish visits where people that are homebound are able to receive monthly visits from individuals in the congregation. 450 hospital calls are, are made annually. Last Wednesday, Ed Hewlett had a health episode. And uh, as Jim Mason was visiting him, uh, I don't know how this happened, but uh, Ed began to take his hospital blanket in the ER and had the delusion of thinking that he was the Pope. <laughs> and so you have this imitation of his eminence. <laughs> so the next time you see him, uh, say, hello, Pope Carl, his first name, but you don't have to kiss his ring, okay? <laughs> I point that out and say, you know, when calls are made, when visits are done, you take into account personalities, you take into account the spirit, you take into account what's going on in someone's life. Sometimes there's tears. Sometimes there's sobs. Sometimes there's laughter. But in all these things, there's faith. And the presence of one person there with another person in a time of need is priceless. That's who we are. Through our snail ministry, 365 personalized cards are mailed every year, one every day, a handcrafted personalized note. There have been 20 celebration of life services this past year and multiple ways in which grief materials are shared with others. Stephen ministers walk alongside those going through significant loss in an ongoing month-by-month -month experience as long as it's needed. And hospitality is measured in many ways. Do you know how many donut holes have been consumed this past year at Schweitzer? 47,000. We just hit that mark today, by the way. <laughs> but we reach out and connect in a lot of different ways. Uh, senior saints and the joy pickers uh, once a month or twice a month or sometimes three times a month, depending upon the group they're in, go to a lot of places of, of assisted living and residence and nursing care facilities and 
They do ministry. They, they sing. They play. They worship. And uh, the gardens came here and on this stage, on this chancel area, and in their wheelchairs, <laughs> and did a time of worship in this place. So we're a church of caring hearts. In the words of Paul, we love one another with mutual affection. We outdo one another in showing honor. We do not lag in zeal. We're ardent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing with those who rejoice and weeping with those who weep. Another part of who we are as a church has to do with what one am I talking about next? Deeper discipleship. In the sense of deeper discipleship, there's a daily text that we send out. How many people uh, read the daily text? It's a devotional by J.D. Walt. Just five or ten minutes a day. Emailed to you. And it has a rich, deep, biblical way of connecting with God. I hope you take advantage of the daily text. Now, in our deeper discipleship model, we have four circles, and you can be following along at different places in that insert in your bulletin, but the outer circle is classes, where we have 700 and some people that's participating in our Sunday classes, in our weekly classes, in our specialized classes like Romans, which was just recently concluded. And in these classes, it's very accessible to anyone, no matter who you are and however far you are in terms of faith. In that daily, um, in the Romans class, there's some uh, witnesses and testimonies that have been given that I want to share with you, where one person wrote that my own life is changing. And this class has helped me to be more confident in talking and praying to God. It has also spiritually changed me in a way that is comforting and given me the courage to change my life for the better. Another person wrote that I'm being encouraged to take on a fully invested spiritual life to go all in for Jesus. And so it's through these classes that we invite everyone in the church to grow in your faith. The covenant discipleship circle is that understanding where six or eight people can formulate a covenant and they can hold each other's feet to the fire. And in a day and age where many people are just kind of walking away and finding their way from the faith, they look at each other and they talk about how are you in the scriptures this week? How are you praying? Did you participate in worship? Are you serving other people? How are you walking in love? How are you serving and being the hands and feet in the community? So that, that's the model. In the coming year, we're going to be introducing cell groups of three to five people in a cell of the same gender, where they go more intimately and deeper in their walk with Christ. It's for the mature Christian that knows that there's got to be more. There's got to be more to this faith that we go intimately with a few people. And the spiritual guides, 
It's what Linda Harper and I are doing in training people to go one-on-one in that deeper walk with Christ. Again, for the mature Christian, for the person that's been a productive Christian, for the person that's living the productive life. And yet, there's that inward journey, and that's that moving on to this fuller love and knowledge of God that awaits us. And so, deeper discipleship is one of the things that's very much our heartbeat at Schweitzer. As Paul says in Romans, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. We're also a church of all generations. This has always been true of Schweitzer, at least uh, as long as I know the history of this church. And friends, there's just not that many churches around anymore that have all generations in it. Have you noticed? Are you aware? That from the crib to the people in their 90s, there's a vibrant representation of people in all decades of life in this congregation. Whether it's movers and shakers or God's lunch bunch on Wednesdays, where these people gather and women and men together to study the Bible, to, to share in food, but also to support other ministries in this community, or whether it's our kids' ministry where over 100 children on Sundays and 70 children on Wednesday nights will grow deeper once again in their faith and their connection with each other and with God. And I love what Angela Smith has to say about the kids' ministry where she says, in the discovery class on Wednesday night, they started out with two kids that were willing to pray out loud. By the way, are you willing to do that? Now there's 20, 20 children pray out loud. And many of these fourth and fifth graders are journaling about their relationship with God. Tim Smith has led our youth ministry for nearly a decade now. What an exceptional young leader. And the kids crowd into our youth area on Wednesday nights, and they're out in mission and, and doing things in outreach in this community. And 26 of them and leaders went to Memphis for their annual mission trip this past summer. You were part, many of you, that Sunday morning where they lined up here and we blessed them when they went out. And our young adults, we have about 150 young adults, adults in their 20s and early 30s that worship here each Sunday in our five different services, a connection. We're not here to create a separate young adult ministry, but for young adults to be engaged fully in the fullness and expression of who Schweitzer is. So friends, we're we're a congregation of all generations. As Paul says, for we're one body in Christ, we have many members and not all the members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. Community impact is one of those things that is where Schweitzer really shines. And I'm going to ask you to look at your information now and to find that section that has community impact. And what I want to do is just spend a moment with you 
about what God has been doing here in this church and through this church for this community since 2010. In 2010, we moved to the Outreach Center. We, we became a food pantry during the Great Recession, an emergency food pantry, which we continue to be. Now, I'm holding in my hands some information from Bill Cloven, where we have a vendor in this community that provides, and we process 242,000 pounds of food annually. 242,000 pounds of food. So in October, for example, there were 270 some guests that walked into our food pantry, and that happens continuously. But think about above and beyond that, the food that is processed and weekly goes to Harmony House, goes to Safe to Sleep, goes to various places in the greater Springfield Ozarks area. And when available, it goes to Freeway Ministry, Cross Lines, Victory Mission, Dayspring. So it's, it's one of those places where we started. But notice how we've expanded the outreach ministry where in 2011, we became a partner with Pittman School. And today, 311 of those children that are in that school are a part of Sense of Pride where they take their sense and once a week they can go in and they can learn something about the value of a dollar and they buy something. 14 of those students are in the Good News Club learning the gospel, the good news of Jesus. 14 are being tutored. And then in 2013, we began Church at the Center, which today has 110 adults, typically on a Sunday evening, largely from the recovery community, largely from people who are addicted, largely uh, many people from prison. And they're worshiping, they're coming to faith, they're reclaiming their faith, they're being baptized, and they're entering into a deeper discipleship model where they begin to do these other things like jobs for life. Last Thursday, we had four more graduates of our Jobs for Life ministry, where over 16 sessions, they have champions, and they get launched to do significant ways of getting a fresh start in life. We added to that through the East Stanford Neighborhood Garden. This past year, there were 55 lots of garden space. 44 of those lots were by people who are not a part of Schweitzer, a significant outreach ministry to this neighborhood. Among those are the Burmese community refugees that are living in an apartment just a mile down the road. We added the coach house in 2016 where three women at a time live in residence and are transitioning where they can begin a new life, where they get on their feet and get a fresh start. We initiate the life change plan, which for a year, someone is discipled by a mentor. We had eight graduates this year, where they walk deeply in journaling, in scripture, in worship, in serving in the community, and living faithfully as a disciple of Jesus Christ and staying clean in the process. And so through these ministries, Faith and Finance, which is a ministry that's helping people that's on the financial bubble, that's living in poverty, learn some basic ways of handling money in responsible, helpful ways. 
through the lens of faith. Friends, Schweitzer is uniquely better. This is not a ministry where we're doing things for people. There's a lot of models out there about what people do for the poor. And sometimes we wind up doing things toxically to the poor and wanting to do things for them. But it's all about the ministry of with the poor. It's one thing to write the check, but it's another thing to walk alongside them, to love them, to know them, to engage with them, and to see transformation happen before our very eyes. That's who we are. Now, the final thing that I need to talk to you about this morning is engaging worship. I think about this sanctuary. Um, I guess it was the Dickens sheets. You were married here for the, how many years ago, Steve? Sorry to put you on the spot like that. I think it was on a Christmas Eve or something. What? 27th. Yeah. I think you were the first ones. How many wedding vows have been said here? How many baptisms? How many people have reclaimed their faith? How many people have found faith? How many songs have been sung? How many sermons have been given? And in the midst of all this time, we want people to connect with God. We're a church that doesn't plan one worship service, but seven during a typical week. There's the kids' worship. There's the youth worship on Wednesday nights. There's two in the outreach center, and there's three in this sanctuary. And it's hard work. But it's the most important work we can do to give God his due, to give God his praise. And so I just ask you on this day before Thanksgiving to be sure and give God your sacrifice of praise. This morning, I invite you, as we think about who we are as a church, to be part of this. And I want to invite you to look at the giving pie chart that's at the bottom of the insert, which has before you the six different areas where your money goes. Now, the 2282000 is the money that has been expended in ministry at Schweitzer from October 1st, 2016 through September 30th, 2017. It gives you a clear view of 12 months of ministry. And you'll notice the different funding that's given in those five categories that I've talked about. Notice under community impact, 
$456,000, 20 cents of every dollar that is given goes beyond our walls. About half of that is through the outreach ministries of this church in this community. And about half of that is our apportionments are giving to the United Methodist Mission and Ministry in the Ozarks, in Missouri, nationally, and globally. You'll notice at the top, the largest amount of all is $685,000, facilities and administration. We have a 10-acre campus, and we have about 120,000 square feet in facilities that we care about, and we care for, and we update, and we maintain. And through all that, all the different kinds of ministry is happening at this tool, this campus, in this place. Well over 95% of this amount of money is given by you, is given by about 900 different giving individuals and families. And so it's through your offerings, that's through your commitment, that we're able to be the church of Jesus Christ in this community. And so this morning, if you're a guest today, obviously, uh, if this is a church that's not yet your home family, there's nothing expected of you. But yet, if you are a member, we, we invite you to make a commitment of your giving in the coming year, 2018. And as we do that, there's cards that are available in the pews if you uh, forgot yours or didn't bring yours with you that was mailed. We'd like for you to, to take that commitment. And if you've completed that in a few moments, we'd invite you to bring that forward to the altar rail, to the prayer rail as an act of, of worship. And as you do that, you may want to pause and pray. But it's, it's a way of, of saying to God, I'm in. Part of it. And if you're someone that isn't giving, um, it's not about the amount the amounts differ based on the, the income that we have. It, it's all about starting somewhere. And if you're someone that gives sporadically, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, not for the benefit of the church, I say, it's, there's something incredibly life-changing about learning to give consistently a plan giving to the church, to God. And I'm old school. When the scripture talks about 10%, I believe in 10%. So the tithe is something I encourage people to do or to move toward. And for some of us who've been blessed incredibly, the tithe is not a place to stop. And so we invite you, church, um, as we look at this video in just a moment, when you're ready, you can watch the video, you can come up to the prayer rail during the video, and we'll go into a closing worship song. 
This is just a time for us to, to really worship God, to be grateful for our blessings, and to say, this church, this church matters. And I am glad to be a part of it. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your presence here. Thank you for these people. Thank you for their faithful witness and their love and their care and the ways in which they are truly the expression of who you are. Thank you that we're privileged to be the body of Christ, the hope of the world. And we pray that today, as we make our commitment to you, that you are pleased and your church and your kingdom grows and expands. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's watch the video which talks about what we've been talking about. And when you're ready, you may come and make your commitment. Friends, there are moments in life when we take up and we worship all kinds of things. We can worship people. We can worship poorly, we can worship wrongly. Jesus says to us, worship in spirit, worship in truth. Come to me, I'll fill you, I'll satisfy your thirsts. Your hearts are restless. In me, they will find rest. about community. It's all about the vision and the understanding that God is calling us to build a community of faith and to grow as a disciple and follower of His. Let's do that. Let's not settle for mediocrity. Think about how that Jesus is calling us to conversations. Think about your life. Think about your relationships. And think about what God is calling you to do in reaching a new generation of people for Him.
The church is not about itself. We are here to bless people who have no affiliation with the church. We love this community, we love this world, and we want to impact this world. So we serve each other and we serve the world.